Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, Joe Zuccarello again with another episode of the Hey Joe podcast. And uh, you know, one of the really great things that I get to enjoy about the podcast is having guests that want to come back on the podcast. One, because uh, they, they enjoy doing this with me, at least that's what they tell me. Uh, but, but two, we get such great feedback from some of the episodes uh, that we have our guests on. And one of those fan favorites, if I might uh, say that, uh, is uh, Dave Campanella with Best Shot. And uh, Dave, thanks for joining us again today on another episode of Hey Joe. Glad to be here. So this... Yeah, we do. We do. We have a blast, and uh, you know, Dave and I. I guess that's probably Dave. While we got to chop these things up a little bit, because you and I could go on for days, right? I mean, I'm I'm really surprised they haven't put both of us in a presentation room at a show, but I guess they would be worried that we'd take up the whole day. Um, but but one of the reasons why we do multiple episodes is because Dave is is he just brings such he just brings such a great uh, uh, angle from an education standpoint when it comes to skin and coat. Uh, and and the, the challenges that that serves up to the professional pet groomer and also the pet owner as well. And this week's episode is focusing on winter coats today, spring shedding tomorrow. And and we went into this whole show prep thinking that we were only going to talk about the, the the troubles that winter deals to a coat. And we after after talking together, you and I we discovered that. Well, you can't really talk just about winter without talking about what's right around the corner, which is spring. So we're going to be focusing on both of those for you today uh, for the Hey Joe listener audience out there. And again, just like always, Dave has provided an incredible education tool that you can access and download for free. You need to go to paragonpetschool.com and uh, go to the resources page, look up Dave's podcast episode, and it will be available for you. So um so let's just jump right in. Dave, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for those that have not heard about heard from you before and a little bit about Best Shot. Sure. Well, uh, you know, I got into this business almost 30 years ago, and uh, I, I did that by marrying a groomer. And uh, we co-owned, my wife Tracy and I co-owned and operated a groom shop together back in Ohio. And uh, she was, you know, I, 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 I did a lot of brushing and bathing and helping out. I had a full-time gig, but when you have a family business, you know, the one who's, uh, you know, I was in a situation where at the end of the day, I helped out on holidays, weekends and whatnot. You know, a lot of, a lot of groomers can relate to that, husbands and wives uh, that, that have a business and work together. And uh, I hooked up with the people from, uh, from Best Shot. Uh, my wife basically groomed the founder, Bill Marshall's dog. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another over time. And uh, I, I had a chance to meet the new owner, Mike Gallagher, and started uh, really hit it off well with him. 
and uh, had an opportunity to consult and to make a long story short, zoom zoom to present day, 15 years later, I'm, I'm, I'm with the company as the sales and marketing director. And, uh, you know, the one thing that makes the job fun is that it, it started from a family business. My wife still grooms. You know, here I am at Best Shot and actually having the opportunity to work in the trenches, see an operation and uh, take what I know and what I've learned with my experience at Best Shot. Uh, you know, I've, I've, what's exciting is now as I'm, you know, dealing with the company and the marketing and all the fun things of that, we also started giving back with seminars and, and uh, you know, more education. And it and it's uh, it's fun to uh, and worthwhile to to bring a different aspect or a different perspective to the professional trade from a manufacturer standpoint and even a marketing guy like me's you know perspective. There you go. Well, I appreciate that, and I'll tell you if anybody out there you know if you've ever had uh, thirty seconds to talk with Dave. Uh, he is going to be able to quickly convince you that he is certainly a subject matter expert. And there is why that is why we have uh, uh, such great feedback from the Hey Joe podcast. So Dave, let's hop on in. Let's, let's jump right into coats, right? So winter coats today and spring shedding tomorrow. Uh, Dave, you had uh, uh, our last episode together. We talked a lot about conditioner and the importance sure. of conditioner. If you were going to, obviously, we're going to strongly encourage, if you guys have not listened to that episode, you don't stop listening to this episode. But as soon as you're finished with this episode, you've got to go back and hear Dave's previous episode on conditioner. Dave, what were maybe, you know, the top, just real brief, real quick, because we've got a lot of content for this episode, real brief, real quick, uh, uh, highlights of that previous episode that uh, you want to make sure that they, that they take advantage of. Well, it really breaks down to three things. You know, understanding what a conditioner was, and we talked about that. A conditioner is anything that improves the surface quality and corrects and prevents further surface damage. Think about that. It's a, it's a product, it's a phase, it's a, it's a part of the process where it lends itself to being mindful and, and uh, you know, getting ahead of problems and you know, managing things. So number one, understanding what a conditioner is is and how it different how it how it's different from a detergent. You know, we talked about how detergents are anionic; they tend to repel. Conditioners are all about bonding to the skin and hair. Uh, but then the next thing was really what do conditioners do, and why we want to condition every animal, and we forget in our busy shops and busy daily lives that when you wash a dog, the way shampoos work, you're going to wash away the protective sebum and, of course, the oils and the dirt and everything, but you want to replace the sebum, which is the oily substance that the body produces, you know, naturally on, on a coat. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about intelligent design of, of a lot of these breed coats and how they work, and the sebum plays a role, but it has problems. But when you wash it, you want to replace it. Mm -hmm. And then the third and final aspect, which is in the notes, is we talked about what do conditioners do? You know, conditioners replace that sebum you, walked, you, you washed away. They can increase the tensile strength of the hair. They help you. We talked about porosity, which is something you, the, that they can, your listeners can review. Uh, but more importantly, 
aside from filling in and, and repairing, uh, you know, damaged coat and all the benefits of that, what, what conditioners really do is they help extend the hair, the coat's manageability, you know, preventing tangling, preventing matting, uh, makes the coat easier to maintain for both the groomer, but more importantly, the pet owner who lives with it day to day. And that ties into what we're talking about today uh, with, with winter, uh, you know, and getting ready for spring, what we can do. Right. Uh, given what we know about conditioners and, and, and a mindful grooming process to better manage and help our customers and ha have in, in having a, you know, pleasant, enjoyable experience with their dog, especially if it's prone, if it's a double coat dog prone to shedding and skin issues and things like that. Right. Well, and Dave, and, and, and what a great segue into today's episode topic, because, you know, it is a, it is a pet professional's job whether you're a veterinarian or you're a dog groomer or you're a dog trainer, right? If, if a pet owner is relying on us and paying us money to be a partner in the care of their pet and the well-being of their pet, our job is to educate them. Now, you know, when you talk about educating pet owners, pet parents, you know, one of the, the challenges is, is that you could uh, easily overwhelm a pet parent. And what I mean by that is sometimes they don't really care. Now, I, I, I want to follow that up quickly by they love their pet. They love talking with you. They, they care about what it is that you have to say, but only to a point. What they want is to make sure that their pet is well taken care of. They want, in this case, we're going to talk a lot about shed control. They want the pet to be clean. They want the pet to be uh, 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 feel good in their hands when they put their hands in their pet's fur, right? So they, they want something that's a little bit different. They want the end product. Do they always need to know all of the nuts and bolts on how to get there? For example, Dave, you and I've talked about, uh, you know, there are drivers of cars and then there are mechanics for cars, right? I drive my car. I don't work on my car. I know when something's wrong because I get a little light that comes on the dashboard or a, a, a beep or buzz happens to call my attention to the light that's been on on the, on the dashboard that I've been ignoring for a while. But you know, when it comes to diagnosing, I really don't care necessarily other than, you know, a little bit of education. But if my mechanic went into the nuts and bolts, literally, of how something works, I, it doesn't benefit me, right? So, Because I'm a driver, and I would like to say that a lot of us are the driver equivalent to being pet owners, right? So we just want to know our pet is, is well taken care of, but it doesn't give the groomer or the other pet professional, pet care provider, a hall pass or, you know, something to say, well, I just know better than you do. You just have to do it the way that I want you to do it. There is this happy medium of educating them. So that's why we've got Dave on the episode today to talk about this shedding problem. So as we're coming out of winter and now you've listened to uh, the highlights of the conditioner episode, maybe you've heard the conditioner episode. Now we're kind of getting into the next phase. And remember the time to educate pet owners is not at check-in for that That's particular right. day. It happens over time. So uh, Dave's gonna make some, uh, 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 some really nice recommendations later about how to use your uh, space in which you kind of coexist briefly with a pet parent uh, to, to provide some education. So let's jump right in, Dave. So as we're sure. talking about shedding coat, you brought up, you said these three really cool words, uh, especially in our show prep, you called it coats by design or intelligent design for coat types. What what do you mean by that? 
Well, sure. Well, you know, we forget with domesticated dogs that most breeds were, were developed for a purpose. At, you know, if you follow an AKC show or a dog show on TV, Westminster's coming up in a couple weeks, you know, you'll see they break it down by working, herding dogs, you know, uh, you know, et cetera. We have, we have, actually, they have seven groups. And it's so easy to forget that, you know, these dogs, like, let's take a Newfoundland that's got a waterproof coat. It's a big dog. It swims. It loves the water. Well, you get into these winter months and that dog may be cooped up. You know, it's not as active. It's not out there running and allowing, you know, nature and it's the intelligent design of its coat. And in this case, you know, we, you know, when you, when you look at a, a Newfoundland's coat, you know, and, and you'll see this in, in other breeds, they have the long guard hairs, you know, and underneath that, that, you know, one difference between dogs and, and, and humans is, is dogs can have multiple hairs coming out of a, you know, uh, you know, coming out of the skin, uh, and the guard hairs are designed to to re repel the sun. Think of a shady forest. Um, when we talk about the sebum, you know, and how it the the skin produces it and it coats the hair. Well, in a in a Newfoundland, that types that that's going to help with the waterproofing uh, when the when the dog's in the water. Uh, and you have all that undercoat. Well, if they're sitting at home and, and, and it's wintertime, now a lot of that undercoat can get compacted. It can, you know, start to mat. And suddenly it's not working as efficiently as it was supposed to because that dog was intended to be out running. Right. You Just know, because and, we're going to watch Westminster, right? And we're going to see a Newfoundland. Let's use your breed uh, example. We're going to watch a Newfoundland, you know, uh, 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 being demonstrated there. And, and somebody in Phoenix, Arizona is going to decide that that's the breed they want to have in their family. There's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing that's going to keep them from doing that. So what your what your point is is sometimes we transplant, right? We 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 subject breeds to environments, or even sometimes it might even be an appropriate environment, but it's a lifestyle. Let's say you live in Alaska and you have a Newfoundland, right, or a Husky, or or a you know double coated breed, but it's inside most of the time in your nice temperature controlled environment. So we are we're sort of messing with the dog's coat right? We're messing with its design, its utility. That's right. And, and, you know, it's so easy for us as groomers at a busy shop to, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of order takers. And what I mean by that is we book the dogs, you know, we, many of us have learned, you know, if you book them more frequently, that's a good thing. But, you know, springtime comes and you've got all this accumulated hair and problems that, that have, you know, basically neglect, let's just call it what it is, uh, intentional or not, you know, show up at your, at your shop in spring and now you got to deal with it. So then we scramble and we get them out and we do what we got to do. We do the voodoo that we all do so well as far as our different styles and, and we get those dogs, you know, in and out. But did we solve anything, you know, and it's a lot of stress, you know, a lot of us are, are looking forward to spring because it's money time in a salon, but a lot of at the same time, we're regretting it because, or, or not regretting, we're, we're just, 
we're getting anxious because you know we're dreading it that's the word yeah, I'm it's a lot for. of hard work a lot of hard work and what we're talking about here is let's take a step back and if we're using our products wisely and we understand the basic physiology of the hair and we know the basic chemistry properties of the shampoo you don't have to be a phd you know we can come up and we can better manage and it and there is a way uh to get ahead of these problems and uh uh, you know, that's where you and I initially were when we were planning this, you know, came up with the, the thought that, yeah, let's, you know, what are some things that we can do to get ahead of this? And, and in order to get ahead of the problem and better management, manage it, one, one needs to understand what's going on and acknowledge the facts, the science, you know, the, what it is we, that we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it all, you always, you know, here for me, everything ties in with being mindful and mindfulness and science work hand in hand here. And this is no different. We're taking what we talked about in conditioners and we're applying it to reality. And when it you can. Know, yeah, you, know you know, what's brilliant, Dave, too, is, is when you say mindfulness, when I think of mindfulness, there's very few times in our career and our lives or whatever where we can predict the future. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that if you approach grooming from a mindfulness position, you know what's going to happen. You professional groomers out there know that the double-coated breed or the dogs that have uh, uh, more of a tendency to have undercoat buildup or, 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 or greater degrees of shedding, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of almost, believe it or not, separating the two, um, uh, it, you know what's going to happen. So to your point, part of being mindful is you can see into the future, so start addressing that now with the pet owners that are bringing in the shedding breeds in fact maybe even get out ahead of that and start hopping on the phones and things and and, and or texting or emailing your customers and saying exactly. hey listen now's the time when we have to start addressing shedding i mean how cool is that so as a business right now let's go you know i'm i'm, I'm a lot about dollars and cents too right but again i've always said financial or money right sales revenue money is a reward for performance good or bad bad performance less money good performance more money but it is a result it's a it's a reward for performance so who's what is the argument what's stopping us from now starting to reach out and saying listen i want to start you know uh, 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 educating you and letting you know that we can provide a better shedding season experience with your pet, less problematic if we start addressing that now. Yes, at the time of this airing, right? At the time of this airing, it is July or July. It's the end of January. See, I'm already into summer. It's the end of January. So now is the time to start addressing that. So, and again, the, the pet parents, they just want less shedding in the home. So to your point, Dave, we've gotten to be really good order takers. So, so Dave, let's talk about when the dog comes in, in our show prep, you talked about uh, uh, matted or accumulating undercoat versus shedding, right? Exactly. And the difference. All right. Walk us down that path for a few minutes. No problem. You know, we, if it's a single coated breed or a double coated breed, you know, it, you know, some are going to shed a lot. Some, some breeds are going to shed more than others in the winter time. Many of the double-coated breeds 
by design, you know, their, their DNA, they're going to they're gonna produce more shedding undercoat. In the winter, the way the coat works is as that undercoat comes in, your cool air gets blocked out uh, because that undercoat is holding in the body's heat that it's releasing. And those guard hairs on that breed help, you know, in the winter, they help hold that, that heat that's, that's generated. In the summer and spring, they're going to, they're going to shade like a, like a, imagine a nice walk in the forest. It's going to shade. The problem that we run into, and I, I'll try to, realizing we're on essentially radio here and I want to make, a, <laughs> make it clear, is the problem is that because we're in this domesticated environment, for some of these dogs, if they're not as active, the normal undercoat, you know, and, you know, and the normal shedding starts to accumulate. If they're lying down a lot and sleeping a lot, a lot, or you're out at work, you know, and they're just lying around at home, naturally it's going to start to compact. And over time, that compacted shedding, while it holds the, it almost does too good of a job holding in the heat. It's you know, it's the difference between a, a windbreaker and a, you know, putting on a raincoat, you know. And it's holding that in and the heat in, and you're going to get more more moisture buildup. You start to get the dander, so you you have the potential over the winter months for skin problems to to develop, only to lead into springtime and allergy seasons. On top of that, so there's compound compounding, you know, possibilities, you know, that can that can develop. But what we want to be able to do rather than inherit this mess that accumulates when they come in at spring if we can start now by getting them to come in early you know the role of the groomer the role of the pet parent if they're informed we can get some of that shedding undercoat out allow the process to work more as nature intended and you know you're going to have less of that skin you know, issues, you know, you can wash out the dander, get a lot of that shedding undercoat out, get ahead of the horrible matted mess that could, you know, you, that's going to walk in in the springtime, you know, think of the twice a year, once a year dogs that come in. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to avoid here. And, um, uh, and you know, really, that, really Dave, at the end of the day, these dogs are not out long enough to get to, to have the, if you live in a cold region of the United States, right? The dog, let's say you own a, a shedding breed, a dog that has more than one coat in many cases, but, but um, uh, uh, by design, right? The intelligent design of their DNA. Some folks are afraid to remove too much or they don't promote shed control during the winter because the the pet owners don't realize the pet owners think they need to hold on to this. So it's like a winter coat. Let's face it. Those dogs are not out long enough in most cases for the mm -hmm. elements to negatively affect the dog. As far as their temperature is concerned and such. I mean, you see small dogs with short haircuts going out, they still go outside to go to the bathroom in most cases. So right. you know, it's, it's, we're literally talking minutes, you know, or, or just a, a string of seconds when, when that pet is outside. So to start addressing that now is, 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 
is really important. I think some of the skin issues are not skin issues first. They were coat issues first that created skin issues. Exactly. And what happens is, is people, people don't understand, the, the consumer, the pet owner doesn't understand shedding. And as groomers, sometimes we forget. We're not talking about removing undercoat, all the undercoat. What we're talking about is removing the shedding undercoat that builds up in the dog. You know, uh, there's, a couple, there's a couple facts. The first fact is all animals are going to shed their hair, double coat or single coat. Some will hold onto their coat a lot longer, the quote, hypoallergenic type of breeds, you know, that don't shed as often. And then there's the ones that seem like they shed all year round, uh, as well as the ones that, you know, twice a year they blow coat, okay? We're not talking about eliminating all of their undercoat. Uh, what we're talking about is getting rid of the shedding undercoat that they weren't able to ex extract or release because they're not as active in the in, in the in the winter months mm -hmm. uh, we're getting ahead of the problem uh, you know an ideal coat uh, has that proper balance but sooner or later they're going to need help getting that shedding undercoat out and that's what the uh, owners are usually experiencing you know, I want to kind of jump ahead and, and reel me in if I can't, if you have to, Joe. You know, but how, how often do we do we get a dog that comes in, you know, and we, we do a de-shedding process and the customer calls back and says they're still shedding? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'll hear, I'll see things on social media, oh, the product didn't work. Well, unfortunately, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but that's a clear example that both the pet owner and the groomer didn't really understand the shedding process right in you know, fact the product probably that's probably a sign the product did work because if you're conditioning that that coat and based on what you taught us in our last episode uh there's less friction right and and when you have friction in a coat it's like velcro so one hair holds on to another whether it's supposed to be or is connected or wide not. open and they trap everything mm -hmm. you know so what the goal is is to better manage extend the manageability of the hair using the right conditioners, the right products. And we're able to humanely, you know, safely uh, extract more hair out in the tub and with our dryers and less pulling and tugging. And that's how you get ahead of shedding. And that's something that we need to, we need to convey to our customers so they have a better understanding. You're always going to have the customers that never get it. But as if you plan on being in this business for a while, you know, you want to be prepared and you want to be able to convey to, to, his, to the willing customers, you know, the reasonable customers, uh, you know, how to get ahead and help manage. And if you, mm -hmm. if you talk to most reasonable people and said, I think we can come up with a program to better manage uh, the shedding as well as, you know, get ahead of any potential skin issues and, and the comfort of Sparky, you know, I mean, who wouldn't be all for that? And, right. and that can also equate to less vet bills, you know, uh, smaller, yet more frequent grooming appointments. But in the end, you have a, a happy, healthy pet and a thrilled pet owner who finally feels like they've got a handle on things. Well, and Dave, to your point, so shed control from a business perspective. So let's talk about driving a healthy business. Shed control happens all year round. What, no yeah. matter what climate you're in, no matter what dogs you're dealing with, shed control 
uh, from a business perspective should be a focus all year long. And what's really great about that is that now, I, you know, and I've talked, Dave, I've talked to hundreds, thousands of groomers and everybody has their different opinions and that's what makes this industry so awesome, right? And, and the diversity of opinion and, and expertise. But I will tell you that all of the businesses that I've been fortunate enough to help either in consulting or help lead uh, in grooming businesses, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of groomers will tell me, well, I I do shed control on every dog that comes in. So every golden retriever, whether you know, I don't have an extra fee that I charge, and I'm like, well, that's wonderful. I just urge you to always remember and be cognizant of the amount of time that you're spending, so that you're rewarding yourself for that appointment, right? Uh, as much you know, as much as many dollars per hour or per minute, even for that service, as you do for a full you know, haircut on a dog. So that's number one. Number two, I, I think that there is a real benefit to making sure that we talk to the pet owner and say, this is, it's included. So you're paying for this, but I'm calling special attention to shed control and what we do so that you can, you can keep that customer coming in all year long. And hopefully it's every month because if a little bit of education goes a long way and especially the outcome the pet owners are going to be so much more happy because you are now, you're calling attention to it. It's not just gratis. It's not just included and you glaze over it. Call special attention to it. I guarantee you're going to see results. So Dave, you know, let's say though, obviously there's some groomers that do this really, really well in their salons and their businesses and some that, that are like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. Uh, I'm going to do this. It's going to increase my revenue. It's going to increase customer experience and the dog's health and everything else. We're going to still have those pet owners though, that bring their pets in and, and they walk in and they say, I've had enough of this hair. I've got this 80 pound golden retriever who is just a fur factory right in my home and shave them down because that will reduce the amount of shedding. What do we, yeah. what do we say, Dave? I mean, because beyond sure. just, beyond just an awkward looking golden retriever for six to eight weeks as that coat grows out, sometimes not as even, or sometimes it takes several months to come in, but because of the different types of hair types, what, what other jeopardy are we putting in that pet's path by shaving a dog that normally has a coat that is not designed for shaving? Sure. Well, the good news is, uh, and I'll and I'll explain. But the the, the the little spoiler alert is at the end of this. I have a great resource with a visual that I'm giving you permission to share in your shops. Yep, uh, absolutely. You know, something that you can actually present to the client very easily to kind of help make your point. And to answer your question. I want to start off again. We confuse removing undercoat with and, and shedding with the fact that what we're doing is removing shedding undercoat. Because the reality is the lie, the, the, the thing that nobody wants us to know. I joke, but the reality is, is no one discusses this and, and no one explains it scientifically, factually, is that the dogs are going to shed. Once the customer understands that you can't stop shedding. You can manage <laughs> shedding. Yeah, good point. And then we can answer this question, okay? Now, I talked a little bit earlier about how that double coat, you know, the undercoat in the cold months 
as the body radiates heat, that undercoat holds that coat in. It's kind of like a a, a a a a down jacket, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a thermal you know a thermal coat. In the summer, when they you know in the spring, we notice the dogs start blowing their coat and they're getting rid of it. In the perfect world, as nature intended for many of these breeds, they're getting rid of a lot of that undercoat. And now, if you envision those guard hairs have far less undercoat underneath, so now when the skin breathes and you know the wind blows and air circulates freely underneath those those guard hairs kind of got like the the trees in the forest you know a nice walk you know in the forest a nice cooling effect that compacted hair that accumulates in the matting that builds up too much heat moisture which leads to festering problems dandruff and other things that's bad so the customer since they don't understand the intelligent design, they think, oh, well, if I shave it off, they'll be cool. Here's the problem. You shave off that hair. Now there's no guard hairs to protect the skin from the damaging effects of the sun's rays. So now when the cool air goes across, there's nothing shading. It's just all opened, exposed to the sun and we forget, if, if mm-hmm. well, not forget because we never learned that a dog's skin may only have six or ten layers. A human, by contrast, you know, depending on nationality, is sixteen to twenty. So you just shaved off all that hair. There's no guard hairs to to kind of trap, you know. That uh, imagine yourself out in, in a, at a fair under a tent, you know at a family reunion and there's a nice breeze that goes under that shaded tent. That's what the guard hairs are doing. As opposed to no tent and everybody's having a miserable time baking in the 90 degree sun, you know. Standing, touching each other. Yeah. (laughs) Standing all clumped up. (laughs) You know, so so by shaving, you're causing more problems. Uh, It's not so much you're damaging the coat. And with some breeds, when you shave them, it does kind of affect the aftergrowth. But more importantly is, is the dog's skin is an organ. That's how they regulate their temperature. It's a little different. By eliminating that dog's natural guard hairs, uh, you're really creating more problems. In the winter, eh, you shave them down. If you're concerned, you can put a sweater on them. You're not going to put a sweater. There's nothing you can put on that dog. And there isn't enough suntan lotion with, with the right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, uh, SF factor or whatever, you know, it escapes me. You know, there's not enough suntan lotion you can put right. on them to prevent getting Well, that's the thing. So the, so the guard comb, or the guard combs, the guard hairs uh, uh, protect it because pets don't sweat, right? Their skin doesn't, doesn't produce enough moisture, I guess. Let's put it this way. They don't produce enough moisture. Like people sweat. The, the sweating of a person in the, in, in, in the summer is a cooling mechanism because when air evaporates, right? It's naturally, it's a cooling effect on a very important organ to your point, which is the skin, right? Well, dogs don't behave that way. So they need those guard combs or those, gee whiz, guard combs. I'm stuck in haircut mode. Uh, the guard hairs to to protect, like you're saying, it's, it, I love the analogy that you use. It's either like that tent or it's like that, you know, the trees on a, in, in a forest walking, you know, in a path in a, in, in, in a, uh, in a heavy canopy type of forest. So, so Dave, you know, Obviously, again, what we're talking about is a whole lot of education, not only for the pet groomer. So let's say, you know, the pet groomer gets it, right? 
And, and now it's just making sure to educate the pet owner. And one of the things that, and, and you alluded to this, is that you're able to provide all of our listeners out there to Hey Joe listener audience. Dave always brings some really great tools to the table. And one of them is this, this uh, free PDF that you're able to download by going to paragonpetschool.com. And, and this, and, 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 and again, even if you go to bestshotpet.com, which is Best Shots uh, uh, webpage. There's lots of other resources on there. Dave, let's talk for two minutes about how the 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 shop owner, the salon owner, the groomers that work in the salons, whatever, can use the the, the amount of wall space to just maybe provide a little bit of this education, so that over the course of time, we're not waiting until that pet parent brings the dog in and they're busy and they're and they're and they're in a hurry. They've got to drop the kids off at school. They've got to go to the office. They've got to go to the grocery store. Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's not the time to start educating the pet owner. So we need to start educating them over time. So what's the <laughs> most simple thing that, that, that somebody can do to educate the pet owner, even, even indirectly? I'm gonna paint the picture this way and keep it short. When you get new tires or new brakes, you go there and while you're waiting and sitting in the chair, you can see on the wall some simple examples kind of address some of the issues you may be facing. And it kind of tells a story. When we think about ourselves as groomers, first of all, I wanna applaud and, and, and acknowledge every groomer out there because sometimes you'll hear which is harder, being a beautician or being a dog groomer. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's being a dog groomer. Uh, because you, you know, when I go in to get my, <laughs> when I go in to get my haircut, I go in, they cut it and I leave. If you're getting your hair colored, that's about as involved as a beautician's going to get. You know, they'll caution you on the chemicals and, the, and how to maintain it, how to maintain that coloring or that perm. That's about it. Everything else is pretty straightforward. With, with dogs, you have their coat to consider, their skin to consider, the shedding. So it's, you're like that service center. You have to find a way. How do we convey the message? Yeah, their teeth, their um, nails, their, I mean, it, it goes... There's, there's Some probably 10 different ring, things, right? But, but what I learned, uh, you know, running a shop with my wife is there's a lot of wall space. You know, maybe if you, if you get a lot of shedding dogs or a lot of matted dogs, try to figure out a creative way of maybe putting up some posters, you know, where everybody can see it. It's a great reference that you can point and allude to. But at the same point, for those people who come in regularly, or you'd like to see even more regularly while they're sitting and waiting, you know, and when they come up, they're going to see these things and people, people read what's on the walls. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's an icebreaker, you know, try to think of creative ways to, to, to initiate the conversation. Plus it'll give some credibility. You know, I'm not talking about the duct tape sign on the wall that says, please drop your dog off at this point, you know, and, you know, don't, don't show up before the, you know, before we call you and things like that. Eh, let's put, put our walls to better use to help tell the story and add the credibility and give some integrity, you know, build some integrity in what you do uh, in the great service you can provide by better managing and getting ahead. And if you can point, to the wall and show someone why they just need to see. Sometimes they say a picture is worth a thousand words. The the example that the PDF that I'm going to give you could probably 
be converted into something you could put on a wall. Go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can see why shaving is not the best interest. And maybe right. you can read the compromise. But the idea is to make it simple, put it out there, because this is, this is what we do. Finally, when you go to a chiropractor, and I only say that is because a lot of the hardworking groomers out there have a very good relationship with their chiropractor, okay? When you go into that office or the dentist office, for that matter, what do you see on the walls? You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, and in a dentist's case, he's talking about preventative maintenance, why you need the floss, why you need the brush. That's what we're talking about here. And, it, and, and, and uh, I, I think it really is going to make our make the customers see us in a different light and maybe perhaps more uh, pet owners will value the services that we do provide and why they're coming well and it's an opportunity for us to further our relationship as the expert in uh, the expert partner in the uh, the well-being of the pet so dave thank you so much again a wealth of knowledge and i can't wait for uh, the next topic to kind of bubble up and we talk about it uh, but i think what we've done uh, with with this episode is you've been able to to, to start to kind of change the perspective a little bit in in how we view shedding and what we can be doing now uh, not only to educate the pet parents, but also to start encouraging uh, 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 regular visits now by shed uh, shedding breeds so that we can prevent some of these uh, problems in the future as we move into the new year and, and beyond, and also improving the health uh, of not only our business, uh, ourselves, but also the, the, the pet and the pet owner relationship as well. Dave, thank you so much. We appreciate every time you come on at a show and uh, I can guarantee my listener audience out there, Dave will be back. So uh, Dave, thanks, thanks again. I appreciate all your help. Awesome. Thanks, Joe.